0: to The Worried Writer, helping you to overcome fear, self-doubt, and procrastination to get the work done. I'm your host, Sarah Painter, and I'm a novelist and self-confessed worried writer. For show notes, resources, and much more, please head to worriedwriter.com. And now, on with the show. Hello, and welcome to episode 22 of The Worried Writer. It is Thursday the 1st of December as I record this, and I cannot believe we are in the last month of the year. I will keep the introduction brief this month, as, you can probably tell, I've got a cold. Just a wee writing update, though. I managed to finish the rewrites on my latest book, and I sent them to my agent. Although I spent the first couple of weeks of the rewrite in, well, despair, really, feeling as if the story was broken and that I couldn't fix it, I am so glad I made myself persevere. I am much happier with the latest version and I think the ending is much stronger. Now I'm just going to keep my fingers crossed that my agent agrees. Another thing I've done this month is to revisit the goals that I set back in January. I haven't managed to hit all of them, but I have got more done this year on my writing business than in any previous year, so I'm definitely celebrating. It's also encouraged me to make a last push in December and see if I can tick off another of my goals before the year runs out. With that in mind, I've started work on a worried writer book, a non-fiction title which will bring together my own personal story with the best tips and advice gathered from two years of author interviews. I'd love to know if that is something you'd be interested in, or if there is something in particular that you would like covered in the book. Email me at sarah at worriedwriter.com. Anyway, I will keep you all posted on its progress on the podcast, but if you are particularly interested and would like to make sure that you get updates, please consider signing up for my mailing list at the Worried Writer website. That's worriedwriter.com. I will be looking for beta readers for the book and there'll be giveaways and review copies and all that good stuff available to those who are signed up. Okay, I'm just going to say a very quick thank you to a couple of folk on Twitter for their kind words about the podcast this month. There's Hannah Mines at ranting writer, Sarah Thurgood, who's at button zero three underscore four, and who also blogs at could be a writer one day blogspot. And Vanessa Robertson, who is at Ness underscore Robertson, who said, I like the podcast a lot. I'm at that terrible, procrastinating, fear of failure, fear of success stage. I just wanted to say I completely empathize, but you can do it, Vanessa. I'm cheering you on. Thank you to all of you for listening and for sharing, subscribing, rating and spreading the word about the podcast. I truly appreciate it. And now on to the interview section of the show. Holly Martin is the author of funny romantic fiction and paranormal YA including her successful Whitecliff Bay series, 100 Proposals and The Guest Book. Holly was shortlisted for the New Talent Award at the Festival of Romance. She won the Carina Valentine's Competition and was shortlisted for Best Romantic Read, Best Ebook, and Innovation in Romantic Fiction at the Festival of Romance 2014. Holly's latest book, Christmas Under a Starlit Sky, is out now. Welcome to the show, Holly, and thank you so much for joining me. Hello! Hello! (laughs) I was just thinking, um, I was just hoping you could break the ice with the audience for me by telling us all a wee bit about your latest release.
1: Well, I have two books out this winter. There's uh, Christmas Under a Cranberry Sky and Christmas Under a Starlit Sky. And both books are set on Juniper Island, which is the northernmost island in the British Isles. And they follow the Whitaker family as they open up the Stardust Lake Hotel, which is a winter resort with log cabins and glassy glues to to watch the northern lights. And there's a permanent Christmas market in in the only town on the island which all the villagers run. And the first book follows uh, Gabe Whittaker um, and what happens when his childhood sweetheart and childhood best friend, Piper Chesterfield, turns up to review the hotel. And um, the second book follows Neve Whittaker, which is Gabe's sister, and her relationship with Hollywood superstar Oakley Ray. So there's two different stories there, but they kind of follow the the, the same family.
0: Oh, that's brilliant. That sounds great. And I also love the idea of glass igloos. I really want to stay in one of those one time. (laughs)
1: No, I saw you one actually in Finland recently, and uh, it was it was quite a surreal experience because it, it, it just kind of you feel very exposed because you're lying there and it's it <laughs> all around you, and uh-huh. yeah, so it's a very surreal experience. It's a very cool experience.
0: <laughs> oh, brilliant! Yeah, I'd love to see the I'd love to see the Northern Lights. I've seen a wee bit um, living up here in Scotland. I have seen little bits, but nothing, not the full spectacular. No. Hmm.
1: Yeah, don't no, no, even mind. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I went to Finland to, to see it but uh, yeah no, I, I, we saw a tiny little bit when the plane took off from Ivalo which is at the very top of Finland uh-huh. um it above the clouds it was a tiny little bit of green that was sky but there wasn't anything kind of spectacular
0: Oh, well, we will just have to go back again <laughs> Yeah, I will <laughs> <gasps> Well, um, you and I, as you know met um, because we shared the same publisher for our debut novels and the Guest Book, which is your debut, came out in early 2014. And then since then, I have just been watching with my jaw dropped as you've published another eight books since then, I think. Um, so I have to ask, what's the secret to this amazing productivity?
1: Well, I, I just love writing. I just love creating a story and just kind of being invested in the characters. It's just something that I just really, really enjoy. And um, whenever I'm writing a story, my mind is always, sort of jumping ahead to the next story that I want to write. So I think by the time I finish writing one story, the characters and the story of, of, of the next one is already fully formed in my mind. And I'm uh-huh. kind of like, I get it down. So, yeah, I think it's just, I, I just really enjoy doing it. it. Started off as a hobby and, and then I think, it, yeah, just kind of progress from there. It's something I just really enjoy.
0: Oh, that's brilliant. And do you keep business hours sort of Monday to Friday or? No, I I <laughs>
1: I know, I find I'm most productive at at night when there's no distractions from kind of Twitter or or Facebook and I I normally work until kind of two or three o'clock in the morning most nights and then I kind of work um, the weekends as well. So yeah, it's not business hours.
0: (laughs) And do you aim for a particular word count or? Yeah, I do try to do
1: kind of two thousand words every day uh, and that's including the weekends as well and and some days it just doesn't work out like that at all. Sometimes it's a struggle to even do five hundred words. Um, but yeah, no, I do. Yeah, t- I think two thousand words a day is, is a good amount to kind of get the, the words done and, and get get the story story going.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you ever get stuck and at all? You were saying you enjoy it, and
1: yeah, no, I, I do. No, I do get stuck, and mm-hmm. and I think sometimes I I there are there are scenes that you know you I'm, know I'm just trying to write a scene and and I know what the scene should look like, but it's just about trying to get the words down. Uh-huh. And stuff. You get yeah, do get stuck sometimes.
0: And what do you do if you get stuck? Do you just just make yourself sit and stare at the screen, or
1: uh, <laughs> no, I think I think that if I'm really stuck at the scene, I kind of go off and and, uh, um, and write a different scene in a book, and then go back to that scene later on. Or you know, sometimes just kind of having a break from, from the screen really helps. Going out for a walk. I live in Devon, right near the coast, and so there's some beautiful coastal walks, like ten minutes from my house. Um, so I just go out for a walk, and that uh, kind of helps to kind of clear clear the mind. Or well, just kind of talking it through with somebody that helps as well.
0: Mm, yeah, definitely. And do you have any other sort of tips for for productivity for anybody listening who might be struggling, maybe to to write regularly or produce books? <laughs> I think
1: if you get distracted easily, uh, you know, from like things like Facebook or Twitter, or you know, I think that when you sit down to write, you make sure that. Your mobile, mobile phones, or your tablets, whatever, are in a different room from you, so you're not tempted to kind of pick them up as you're writing. You know, even turn the, the Wi-Fi up on your laptop for just for like an hour, just so you can just write and not get distracted by by the internet. And I think uh, I think the most important thing is to try to write every single day, mm-hmm. even if it's a couple of hundred words, because then your mind stays in the story, stays stays with the characters. Mm-hmm. And if you have a massive gap in between writing, then when you come back to it, it will take you a while to kind of get back into. The flow of the, of the story again and I think planning as well if you're, if you're going to write every day then then plan out what you're going to write the next day mm-hmm. at the end of the night you know write down a few little notes so that you can sit down you can look at your notes and, and know that that's what you're going to write and I don't tend to do a lot of planning with my stories but uh, the last story I wrote I ended up writing down each key scene on a post-it note so that every time I, I sit down I could look at those Post it note and see what scene was coming next and what what was supposed to happen next. So I think that helps
0: as well. Yeah, that sounds good. um So you mentioned there that you don't you don't do a huge amount of planning. um So I don't plan, and it means that I have to do a lot of rewriting. Is that <laughs> something that you find or? Uh... Um. Yeah. No. I. I don't not really kind of rewriting
1: because I. I just think that when I when I write a scene, I kind of make as I'm writing, I make sure that it's that it's right that it's. Mm-hmm. That it's I, I think that you know that it's. Um, it takes me a lot longer to kind of write kind of two thousand words than it, than it would do if I was just kind of kind of banging it out. Mm-hmm. So I, kind of, I do, So maybe I'm kind of rewriting it as, a, as I'm writing it. Mm-hmm. So I can rearrange the the sentences and rearrange the the, the 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 what people are saying as I'm writing it. So it's not like going back and having a massive rewrite because it's kind of doing it as I as I as I, as I do it. I suppose.
0: Mm. Do you ever find that you need to? Um rework it structurally I think that's where I fall down a lot with my um my plotting basically yeah I think sometimes you do end up kind of mm. writing up into a bit of a corner and kind of going, <laughs> I have no idea where, where it's going because we've got this point there and how do, I, how do I
1: move on from here how do I get from there to the end from here so there is times when I'm like okay I have no idea where what's going to happen next and and uh, because there isn't because I haven't planned it all so kind of rigidly um it, and it kind of just develops organically. I kind of there are times, a lot of times, when I kind of go right. Okay, I've no idea what's going to happen next. And I think I just kind of have a bit of a break, or sometimes just kind of re- go back to the beginning and read through what I've written so far, so that I can you know kind of you know get you know know what's happened and what you know that that helps as well. Um, but yeah, there are plenty of times when I'm like, yeah, I have no idea, no <laughs> idea what. <what's>
0: that? <laughs> well, that's reassuring. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, can I just take you back to the beginning? Um, yeah. Did you always want to be a writer?
1: Yeah, I think I think I did. When, I was, when I, I've always written stories, even as a child, I was writing stories. Um, one of my favourite books as a child was *The Animals of Farthing Wood*, um, and I, I started writing my own versions of that—little animals going up and, and having their adventures. And, and um, I remember writing a story in school about being shipwrecked on a, on a desert island and... And then when I was at um, when I was ten, I was given a typewriter for my birthday, so I was writing my own little stories and that. And when I went to university, I I um I wrote a university romance story, which I think would probably come under the, the new adult genre now. But uh, um yeah, I think I started trying to get my published, uh, stories published around about seven years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. And what was your path to publication?
1: I um I started submitting to publishers and agents around about seven years ago. Uh huh. Didn't really kind of get anywhere. I was told, the feedback I was getting, I was told I, was, I could write very well, but that publishers were looking for something that was a little bit different, something completely, completely bit special. Mm. And uh, so that's where the idea of the guest book came from, as it, it told the story exclusively through messages left in the guest book of a, of a holiday cottage. And I got so much good feedback from that, but ultimately publishers thought that it was too different.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, very frustrating but I kind of gave
1: up all hope after Because I was like, well, you don't want the normal stuff And you don't want the different stuff So, <laughs> so uh, And then in 2013 I entered a short story competition To have my story published in an anthology Alongside some of the biggest names In women's fiction And my, uh, my story won And now it's published in the Sunland Anthology And that kind of gave me the, the confidence To kind of just keep trying And, and mm. to not somebody had believed in my work and so maybe others would too and then I entered another competition later that year with the guest book and I won a three book deal with Karina and, and Harlequin um, and the guest book was published the, the following Valentine's Day and I've just kind of come to realise that when authors get rejected it isn't necessarily that there is anything wrong with that story it's just about hitting the right person at the right time with the right story and the, the guest book got rejected by countless publishers and agents, but Harlequin kind of just felt the edit- it they, they fell in love with it so it is just about getting the right person at the right time with the right
0: thought mm, that's so true that's so true and are there any other words of advice that you have for somebody who's maybe looking towards maybe they are in the middle of rejection hell or they're looking to submit did do you have any tips for getting over the kind of nerves of submitting and so on no i don't think i had kind of nerves about, about submitting I, I just
1: it was just kind of like i don't know it was just a uh you know, it's something I had to do, really. I, I, <laughs> I, I'd written so many stories and I just loved writing stories so much, and it was just, um, I, when I was submitting one, I was writing another one, and so it was just a case of it's something that I kind of had to do. It wasn't kind of nervous. But in terms of, of tips, I just don't, don't give up because somebody, I hear so many stories of people getting kind of rejected from publishers because the publishers have just taken on a very similar story or. Um, or because they've they've already got authors that are very similar and, and it's not anything to do with your work. It's,
0: it's, Mm -hmm. it's,
1: you know, it's just to do with the right time and the right place. And you might, you know, send off a a story to somebody who's having a really bad day and so they just kind of reject you kind of automatically. And unfortunately, there's there's so many thousands of people that are kind of trying to get, to get published that, that, you know, it is a long road. And I know that Katie Ford took seven years for, for her to, to get published. Um, so it is a it is a very long road and just don't give up. I think enter enter as many writing competitions as you can because if you get shortlisted in a writing competition or if you get if you win a writing competition even if it's a really small one then that's something that you can then send to to the to the publishers as well. You can say oh, look I've shortlisted in this mm. I've won this. So I think that really helps because that helps to kind of get your name out there. Um, yeah, just don't don't ever ever give up.
0: No. That's so worth saying. And did you, um, did you belong to any writers' groups or anything like that for support? Or did you read any books or anything that helped you along the way? No, there was a, a, a book that was self-editing for fiction
1: writers. I mean, that was, that was a very good book that, that helped me to kind of help about, kind of get my story structure and the way, my, the way that I was writing. That's that a good book. Um, there, was a, there was a book called Save the Cat, which is actually a screenwriting book and tells you kind of how to write a a good screenplay, but actually it it, it even though it's it based on screenplays it, it's about, it's about how to write a good story and it takes you for the, the kind of fifteen kind of key points the opening scene the kind of build up and the the the, the catalyst and the and the um, you know when when all hope is lost it takes you for the kind of key points of like Every, of every major story, really, you know. So, um, so that was quite quite a useful book. Um, there wasn't. I wasn't really part of any kind of writing groups. Um, I did have a. Did send my work up, my sentinel stories up to be to be critiqued by uh, by a, by a group, but I didn't didn't find that particularly useful. <laughs> Soul destroying than than useful. Uh-huh. I, like, uh, I think when I first started, it was very solitary. I wasn't on Twitter. I wasn't. On, on Facebook as a writer just as, as you know, with my friends but, so I, it wasn't very solitary I was sending this out, I was getting rejections, mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't until I kind of won the sun major that, um, that I started kind of getting in contact with other writers and mm-hmm. kind of talking to them about their, their process as well and just finding find out really that, that I wasn't uh, wasn't alone I also had a, a, an author that I uh, sent my my work to that I was trying to get published, I, I sent my um, there was an author called Hazel Osmond and uh, I wrote to her, to tell her how much I enjoyed her book, her first book, and um, and then we started getting chatting about that I was trying to write and, and and trying to get published, and then we, I ended up sending her my story that uh, that she kind of read through, and she gave me loads of tips about how to improve it and what things to do, and, and basically she worked with me over the next six months to kind of get this book. I don't think she ever signed on for that, but that's how it turned out. <laughs> that she ended up working with me for the next six months about you know how to get this this book perfect and and in the end that book kind of you know i submitted it and it still got kind of kind of got rejected but um actually i re re um reworked that book a few years ago and that came out as snowflakes on silver cove but that was a book that i'd written several years before that that came out but i ended up kind of reworking it so so that it wasn't wasted
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's brilliant and um I believe that you're a full that you're a full time author. Is that right? Yes, I am. And um, something I struggle with is getting the balance between the business side and the creative side. Because of on you know on the business side of the author life, we've got marketing and the publishing and the sort of admin and so on. And then there's the actual production of books. <laughs> so I was just wondering, how do you deal with, do you struggle at all with that balance? Oh no, I, I definitely
1: struggle with that balance. It, it's, um, I think, I, I do feel that sometimes I spend you know, a lot of time on the admin side of things, you know, I create like, little posters uh, to share on Twitter about my book, um, I, you know, talking to people about my books on social media or and seeing, um, sending emails to my, my publisher or my agent and doing interviews and, does sometimes, sometimes feel that I'm, I'm, I'm doing that kind of thing all day, mm-hmm. but then I find that my incentive to write does come in the evenings, and so that, that kind of works for me. I end up spending the mornings and kind of the early part of the afternoon doing all the admin and the emails and the promotion and the, the tweets and stuff, and then later on in the afternoon and the, and, and the evening I then start to start to write. So it, it is a full it's a full time job, and, and I think um, you know I think you know sometimes I'm kind of ram- my parents like, and they just see me all day kind of tweeting or emailing or whatever and they're like shouldn't you be writing and I was like yeah but this is this is part of it as well this is, this is an important part of as well. and sometimes it does feel that, that takes over the writing side. but I just kind of it is a balance of doing that kind of stuff in the morning and doing the writing in the, in the evenings
0: mm, absolutely and and um do you have any tips for sort of staying creative now that this is your full-time job <laughs> and not a hobby, as you, you know, as it started? Yeah. Um, do you have any tips for sort of nurturing that creative side now that it's got a sort of business or monetary pressure you with it? Think it? You just
1: have to write what you love. I think uh-huh. that's really important. It's, it's kind of you know, the characters and the story and the places that you set your books in that kind of have to speak to you so that you really... really still invested in it and that you really enjoy writing it and if it's a, it starts becoming a chore then, then something's wrong and I think if, um, if if you enjoy writing it and you enjoy getting back to those characters and getting back to that story every day then the readers will be able to tell that as well, that when they pick up the book they'll be able to tell that that, that was a, a book that you enjoyed writing and they'll be able to tell it, and hopefully they'll enjoy it too. So I think that that's, it's just really important just kind of to stay true to to you know what you want to write.
0: Uh-huh. That's really good advice. And I mean, I can tell when you talk about it, the sort of passion that you have for writing um, and for your stories. So, this is probably a silly question. Was it quite easy for you to choose which genre to write or which sort of stories to write when you got started? Um, yeah, I, I think that, that I always kind of started
1: writing romance stories. And uh, yeah, they were always kind of love stories and, and you know, romances and, Rom coms and stuff, and so i were always. That was just my natural kind of. Uh, that was was the stuff that I wanted to write. And then I got the idea for my YA fantasy book, and I didn't want to write YA fantasy. That I had no interest in it. But this this idea just would not go away. So um, I just kept, just kept thinking about it all the time. So in the end, it was a case of I have to put this story down, even if I don't do anything with it. I'm going to have to put this story down because this idea just just wouldn't go away. So I wrote the, the first kind of three and a half books in the series um and then kind of tried to, p- tried to publish that but didn't have any success with that and then kind of went back to kind of writing, writing romance. But so, what it, yeah, I think romance is always going to be my genre and even with the YA fantasy there's, there is a love story between the two kind of main characters as well. So I think romance will always be my, my genre. I can't imagine that I'd ever be writing crime or, or thriller or, you know, anything like that. So I think romance will always be my genre.
0: The title of this podcast is the Worried Writer, <laughs> so I'm very sorry, but I'm going to ask you to delve into <laughs> any sort of. Well, what part of the process do you find most difficult? I think for me, the editing
1: is actually the, the most difficult Uh-oh. part um, of the book, it's because you you finish the book and then you and then you send it off, and then you kind of start start writing another book while you're waiting, and then the editors come back, and then and the editors like you know, can you take this bit out, can you delete this character, can you move that bit over there and there's a whole kind of domino effect where you can't just go in and just take one little bit out because that's an effect rest of the rest of the book. So it's kind of then you have to sort of basically unpick your story and then take a bit out and then sew it all back together again and it just has this kind of huge sort of knock on effect and my editor at the moment is a wonderful woman who who loves my stories and, and you can see that you know, in her edits that she, she enjoys reading my stories which is fantastic and every point that she that she makes I'm like yeah I agree with that totally agree with that but it's actually doing it it's like you know that I think that's really hard I find that very frustrating having to kind of unpick my story and make the changes especially as I'm already probably you know 30,000 words into a different story by that point so I have to kind of leave those characters behind and then come back and mm-hmm. And, and pick my story. I find that hard. But I always seem to kind of get, when I'm writing a story, I always seem to kind of get to those kind of halfway point and suddenly start to doubt everything that I've written. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, start looking back and oh all my God, this is <laughs> the worst book in the, in the history of all books ever. And you just start to, start to kind of, and I always get it. And I always get the, the fear. Was, uh, this is awful this is everyone's gonna uh, point and laugh and say well, this is absolute tripe and um so yeah I, I always get that. <laughs> and, uh, and I that knowing that I always get that it's kind mm. of you no know, you know, experience now that I you know I know that I'm gonna get that fear and I know when when it hits and I'm like okay don't panic you, you panic in the last you know 10 stories that you wrote you know it's uh, you know, so I think it's a lot easier knowing that that it's now just part of the, the writing process. You now that that will be come a fear at the halfway point, knowing that, that it's completed as rubbish, and, and <laughs> I'm going to get found out. So I'm not really a writer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I absolutely get that as well. <laughs> and um, so you were just saying that obviously, over having experience has really helped because you know you felt this way before. You know you carry on and it's. It's normal for you, sort of thing. Um, yeah. Are there any other things that um, that you've found helpful or any other things that you've learned through experience of the whole, sort any, about uh, any part of the writing process?
1: I think, you know, I think just, um, I think it, knowing that, that, that fear is, is, um, you know, that I'm always going to get that. I think that helps because, it, it, you know, I always kind of have that kind of panic and I, I uh-huh. know it's always, always, you know, that I always get it kind of helps. Um, I think um, I think that that I think getting good reviews is 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 fantastic. When you get a review from a complete stranger that doesn't know you, that doesn't owe you anything, that's kind of give you a good review, and it's a complete stranger, and you get a good review, and you're struggling to write, you know, your story, and then you get a good review for the, the one that's just come out, and you know that you struggled to write that one as well, um, and knowing that actually they they really enjoyed it and it made them smile and and kind of touch them you kind of think okay that although that, that kind of blood and sweat and tears and kind of banging my head against the keyboard was worth it because I actually I actually reached this person and I made this person smile and 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 so I think that really helps kind of, when you're having a bad day and you kind of get a good review come, comes in that 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 really does help gonna <laughs> kind of make it kind of worthwhile um and I just think yeah I just think that um if, if, if I'm struggling then normally I, I just to go back to the beginning. Uh, of what I'm of writing and go back and read it all the way through that really helps to kind of to help me to fall back in love with the characters and fall back in love with the story again, and, and to see where I was going so I think that really helps too
0: That's brilliant advice, thank you um, and if I could just switch gears for a wee moment um, I know that you've mentioned The Sentinel, your YA paranormal that you never meant to write <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I believe that you ended up putting that out yourself Is that was that before the guest book?
1: Yes, it was, yes, mm. that was six months before um, because yeah, I think that was before I, I got my, my publishing deal with, with Harlequin was, uh-huh. was that, uh, I think at that point it was like I'd I, I won the Sun Langer but that, although that was fantastic and, and people believed in me I, nothing could kind of come off the back of that and um, uh, so I just kind of got to the point where I've written all these books and I now need to kind of start, you know, putting them out you know because otherwise they're just wasting, wasting my time and and even if I only sell like two copies, then that's, you know, that, that's something. So I knew that I, I kind of had to put it out. So I went through the whole kind of cover process and editing process and, and, and I did put that out. And the guest book, actually, I was going to self-publish that as well. So, but that was then picked up by Harlequin before, mm. and to, to kind of self-publish that. So I just thought, it, it, if I can't get it out there, you know, with, through a traditional publisher, then I will, I'll put it out myself.
0: Yeah, we're very lucky to have these options, aren't we? Yes. Yeah and how how did you find the process of of putting the sentinel out I I
1: love kind of self publishing because you have just complete control over over the cover and uh the title and the story and uh, the pricing and uh you know if something's not working then then you can go back into kind of amazon and change the keywords um you know even change the cover if the cover's not working so you've got kind of com- complete control over it and I love I do love that that you have a and um, my latest uh, book in the Sentinel series is coming out in December, so I'm working with the cover designer right now to kind of get the the, the cover. And um, we've had about kind of five different rounds of, of revisions, and it, and, it, and it's wonderful to kind of go right. Can you change this? Uh, I'm not sure about this uh, this, this, this corner. Or I'm not quite sure about the colour of the title. And to kind of have that kind of um, you know, uh, relationship with with the cover designer, where I can just keep going back to her and keep changing it again and again and again until I'm completely happy it's brilliant and, and sometimes in, in the publishing industry we, we get covers and we're like yeah yeah it's great but i perhaps would do this or I would do that and we don't have that you know kind of our publishers so um you know i you know i think you know we, we can change certain things about our covers when with, 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 you know, they come through publishers but you don't have total control that you, no. have. you have publishing
0: mm. is it something that you would consider again in the future or yeah, I
1: think I would. I think I enjoy, I do really enjoy having the, the control and I think I would be, um I think in the future I would be like a hybrid author and continue with, um with my publishers, uh, but also kind of have to put a few books out a year or one book out a that, year that's just kind of totally mine and just kind of totally, you know, my, completely in control of it. So yeah, I think I definitely would do it in the future.
0: Mm, that's really encouraging, and um, just to finish up, if you're able to tell us about it, what are you working on at the moment, or what's next for you?
1: I um, have um, so the reckoning, which is the last book in the, uh-huh. uh, comes out in December, so I'm just finishing off I bought the little, last little tiny edits for that, and then I'm writing a, a first book in a new series, which comes out next year, and it's set on the Isles of Scilly, um, down in Cornwall. And so yeah, so I'm I'm working on the first book of that. I'm, I'm about halfway through that book at the moment, and really enjoying those characters and, the, and and the story. It's a little bit a little bit different one for me because um, normally my characters kind of fall in love <laughs> very early on, and uh, these these two characters they don't. <laughs> so it's it, 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 uh, it's quite a, bit, a little bit different for me.
0: But do you think it's still going to end up being romantic? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Whether they like it or not, they're going to fall in. <laughs> <laughs> so there'll definitely be a happy ending. Oh, that's lovely. That's brilliant. And uh, just to finish up, um, where is the best place for people to find out more about you and your books?
1: Um, I think,
0: you know, I'm on Twitter a lot. So
1: um... <laughs> You are on Twitter a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but probably too much. But I'm on Twitter as hollymartin00. So people can find me there, um, uh, and uh, I've got a Facebook author page, and uh, and there's, there's a there's a blog as well that you can you can you can find me at. Uh, but yeah, I think Twitter's probably the best place. I I'm quite I do have a lot lots of chats with readers and, and people on, on Twitter
0: brilliant well I shall put all the links in the show notes Um, but also I should also mention that um, quite a few of your books are available there's online obviously Amazon and the other um, online retailers but I believe they're also available in some shops where are the best places if people want to grab a paperback copy and maybe tweet you about it
1: (laughs) (laughs) well I think a hundred proposals are in the works I think we one last year there might not be too many copies left there but there were certainly some there last year and uh, Christmas at Lilac Cottage has just come out in WH Smiths and Sainsbury's. So and I think it might even be in Tesco, but not until later on in the year as well. But definitely Sainsbury's and, Tesco, uh,
0: Sainsbury's and W.H. That's fantastic. Well, congratulations on that. And thank you so much for your time. It's so lovely to speak to you. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. For show notes and links, head to worriedwriter.com. If you'd like to connect, find me on Twitter at Sarah R. painter, or use the hashtag worriedwriter. See you next time.